I recently had what will probably be the very last conversation with my father. Not because my dad is dying, not because my dad suffers from dementia, which would be typical or normal, common at his age, which is 85. But because of the last conversation I had with him, which is just about a couple of weeks ago, it was so awful. And it was such a reminder of the fact that my dad literally can't stand me. I think he wants to love me and I think he wishes things were different, but they just aren't and they will never be. I called him because I wanted to check in on my brother. My brother had ended up in the emergency room. And I and when I called to just ask some questions about my brother, I really just wanted simply to know if my brother was going to make it out of the ER, make it through a procedure. I kind of wanted to understand what the procedure was that he was having done. I didn't understand why he was in the ER. And just out of genuine family concern, because he's my relative, I thought I wanted to know. Hindsight, I don't think I really care. Maybe selfishly I was thinking, God, if something happens to my brother and I happen to inherit my father somehow, some way, I, I need to be prepared. I need to figure out how to get out of that. <laughs> but the conversation turned really quickly. I didn't get just a simple answer as to what was going on with my brother. My dad got immediately defensive as if he was upset that there was nothing he could do, which is probably true. But the way he handled it, I realized and remembered real quickly why my dad is alone or alone with my brother in the state of Florida. My dad is mean. And when he couldn't answer the question, and it was a simple question I asked, again, it was just simply about how my brother was doing, what he had had done, and when he was going to get out of the hospital, I guess three questions. And he didn't know the answer. He got defensive immediately. And he took it out on me, and it quickly turned into nothing about my brother and everything about what a horrible person I am. And and he said to me, I live the most miserable existence he's ever witnessed in his entire 85 years. And I said, gosh, <laughs> if you think my life is miserable, you really don't know me. You don't know me at all. And he said he felt sorry for me. He said, I feel sorry for you for having those kids. And somehow it turned into me, who I am, but more than who I am, who my kids are. And he started attacking both of my kids. And I couldn't believe it affected me. <laughs> more than anything, I couldn't believe I was affected by this asshole of a father who literally means nothing to me other than that's who I I was born into that family and I lived with them for I guess what was I probably the first 12 years of my life I don't remember how old I was when they got divorced but about 12 years which is really nothing in my almost 50 years. I'm Nikki Lynn Chase, and this is my podcast, Adult Chicken. It's about navigating life's unexpected. These are my stories. This is my journey about being a single mom to two special needs kids. As much as I didn't want my dad telling me I was a miserable person with this really sad, pitiful existence of a life with this very pathetic, life as a mom to two special needs kids I kept hearing it over and over again as I'm planning for my 
daughter's 20th birthday party. And nothing my dad says hits me in a way where I'm like, oh my gosh, it's my father and he knows what he's talking about because he's never known what he's talking about. There are a few phrases that my dad uses that I grew up with. I only lived with my dad from for the first probably 12 years of my life. And he was never pleasant to live with. My dad was never pleasant, period. Like I said, he he earned his title in the two towns that he lived in, in Colorado. And that was the town asshole. My dad was never pleasant. My dad was a miserable, mean, nasty man. Never abused us physically, <laughs> but he was awful. And he had these sayings. And I always wanted to love my dad. I wanted to like my dad at the very least. I wanted to love my dad. I wanted my dad to be the kind of person that was daddy-ish. Like, that just instilled things in you, gave you morals, gave you ethics, all of those things. And, and I didn't have that kind of dad. So I kind of held on to the little things that he, maybe I thought were endearing. I don't know. He had a few sayings. One was I'd ask where my mom was. Oh, your mother wears combat boots. I never really understood that. I still don't really understand that one. And the other one, if I ever asked where my mom was, hey, dad, where is mom? Oh, she turned a shit in the hogsader. I think it was when I watched Who's the Guy That Eats People? Hannibal Lecter. I think that's when I realized what that meant because they fed bodies to the pigs. And I was like, well, that's that's terrible. It's <laughs> an awful thing to say. And, um, and then there was one, and he always said, and I like this one. This is my favorite thing my dad said, and I've said it my entire life. All right, see you around like a donut. I thought that was great. And then more recently, I was skateboarding, and there's kind of a new guy that we picked up along the way. My little skateboarding group picked up, and he started skating with us. And I said, all right, well, I'll see you around like a donut. Most people know that's something I say all the time. I say it to everybody. I say it every day, several times a day. I'll sign off on messages, see you around like a donut. And we met up for another skate session, and he said, Nikki, I think I need to be better friends with you or get to know you a little better before I tell you. Do you know what that means? See you around like a donut? See you, goodbye. See you around, and a donut's around. So, yeah, see you around like a donut. He goes, yeah, no, that's not what it means. He goes, I looked it up. <laughs> I thought it was a little strange that he looked it up, but I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to that's a lie I completely I fixated on it had my skate session I was like I don't think I want to ask him I better go home in the privacy of my own home and look it up and I did this will teach me <laughs> before I repeat something and say it for I don't know 40 years of my life I probably should know what I'm saying in the urban dictionary online See you around like a donut means please stick your penis in my rectum and shoot cum up my nose when you're finished. I called my best friend since the third grade and I said, oh dear God, I've got a problem. I have been saying see you around like a donut. And do you know what it means? And I told her, I said, you know, I got that from my dad. I think people knew I'd gotten that from my dad. It was just something I've always said until now. <laughs> I was mortified. And I said, why is it so damn specific? 
who comes up with that and why would that be the saying? Obviously, I don't think that was the saying when my dad used to say it. Just like I don't think people intentionally named their kids, Richard called them Dick, knowing that it was going to end up meaning a penis. But my God, such a specific, lengthy definition of see you around like a donut. And I couldn't unsee that definition. So when we go to celebrate Bootsy's 20th birthday at Great Wolf Lodge, the Little Mermaid birthday that she wanted and had dreamed of for the last several months, her birthday breakfast had to be donuts. And now I cannot look at donuts the same. I'm thinking, my dad didn't know what that meant, right? Like he really didn't know what that meant. And I thought, your dad doesn't even know how to look anything up on Google. And that was not the definition. So in his defense, and the only defense I'll give my father ever, is he did not know what that meant. That That's too complex for him. It's too specific. <laughs> and so after we grabbed the donuts and I decided it was probably time to retire the whole saying that I've been saying now for over 30 years, <laughs> we returned to the room. And of course, I'm hearing my dad and his stupid phrases and the one that I need to probably retire at this point. And I'm hearing him tell me how he feels sorry for my pathetic life and I have such a miserable life and he knows it better than anybody and I've got these disrespectful... It's hard for me to repeat what he said. I've got these retards for kids and I'm looking at them and I'm enjoying every second of this birthday party. I'm enjoying the fact that we're not waking up and my daughter's not requesting mimosas, which is probably, I don't think we were into mimosas. I don't think we bought champagne. I think we were into probably shotgunning beers on our 20th birthday in the morning, the day after. Whatever it was, I was not experiencing with my 20-year-old. I was experiencing something so beautiful because what, what my son and daughter represented in this hotel room, eating birthday donuts, playing with magnets, coloring with our new unicorn coloring book and new unicorn markers was that no he couldn't have been more wrong once again spin this and that everything about your life has proved your father wrong before your mom died you proved your mother wrong and that's not been my mission it's certainly not my mission in life is to prove my parents wrong don't actually care it's just maybe that's what makes them so mad is that he's stuck with your brother. <laughs> he doesn't know you. You've got this beautiful, wholesome freedom. You've got this freedom that most parents who have a typical kid don't have. Of course, I have my fears. I constantly am worried something terrible is going to happen to my kids. I have those unintentional thoughts that something's going to happen or what ifs, the what ifs, this and that and the other thing. But I get to preserve their innocence. I get to experience life through the eyes of these two special needs children. And it's the most beautiful existence I could ever have imagined. It's beyond. It exceeds what I forgot to imagine the time between having a an infant <laughs> to the time somebody turns 20 and is about at the point where they invite you to, I guess at that age, you'd be going to college barbecues. It's just very different. I didn't imagine what my life could be, and I couldn't have imagined that it would be this. So we celebrated that birthday. 
It gave me such a different perspective and a wonderful perspective. I've never been able to sit at Great Wolf Lodge. There's so much chlorine there. It's like having a internal and external chemical peel. But I sat there during my chemical peel <laughs> and I witnessed the most beautiful thing happening. I witnessed my kids enjoying every second of water slides, of just being there thinking everything about the hotel was an experience. They got to charge their food and drink on their uh, wristbands. They thought that was amazing. They thought everything we did for that 24-hour period was just absolutely amazing. And they were so appreciative and grateful. And I thought, my dad truly doesn't know me. He does not know my children at all. He doesn't even understand what kind of life we live, what we get to experience, what I get to experience, and how appreciative, positive, happy, healthy, awesome my two kids are. And we got home after the whirlwind events of the birthday celebration. And Sandler was suffering immensely from the birthday hangover. <laughs> Not the alcohol hangover that a lot of 20-year-olds and I'm sure I experienced at, at Bootsy's age for my birthday. But we got home and he said, Mommy, I'm very jealous of Bootsy. I'm very jealous that she gets to have her birthday now and that I have to wait until August. And of course, at this point, he's kind of driving me nuts and irritating me. But I thought, oh my God, how lucky am I? He was just able to express. Here's a kid they didn't expect to live, let alone walk, talk, and all he does is skateboard. And he's so expressive. And they said he'd never talk if he lived. And he was able to express to me with honesty that he was jealous. He used that word specifically, that he was jealous that it wasn't his birthday and that she was getting all of the attention. And I thought, oh my God, even that, as annoying as he is right now, even that is quality. Even that is just endearing as all get out. And even that makes me so eternally grateful. This is my situation. This is not a miserable existence whatsoever. We have the freedom to do what we want, yet I can micromanage and control the safety. But I get to preserve this bubble of innocence and beautifulness that is this family unit of three. And so with that said, it's almost Father's Day. And I will not be calling my father to reach out and thank him for being such a great father. I will in my head be thanking him for being the kind of father he is, as I thanked my mom when I was in the hospital unplugging her for being the kind of asshole parent she was because it's made me the parent that I am to my two kids. My dad, even from an early age, I realized he wasn't smart. He wasn't filled with good advice. He wasn't filled with any advice, and he was filled with demands. He would suggest things in a demanding way, and he would tell you what to do, and he would intimidate you, meaning me. He would intimidate me to do things, but I knew it wasn't right. So, so I'll probably forever mourn the father I never had. Just, just as when my mom died, I had weird feelings. I didn't understand or recognize my feelings. And then I finally realized I was mourning the mother I never had. I didn't have that mom 
I thought I had. I didn't have that mom that most people have, that connection where people are like, but it's your mom. She loves you. My mom didn't love me. And that is okay because I'm not that mom. (laughs) My dad, horrible person. He's just an awful guy. But at the end of the day, I'm grateful he was who he is. I'm grateful I was able to recognize the kind of person he was so that I could make the decisions if and when he demanded or suggested something and I did the opposite or I was told not to do something. I learned real quickly to do those things and that's what progressed me. I don't want my kids to grow up to be anything like my parents, like anybody in my family for that matter. And I don't want them to grow up to be like their father. But the blessing is that's my job is to teach them not to be like that when my dad goes (laughs) I don't have to experience that sadness that people have to go through I will probably forever mourn a little bit the father I didn't have just as the mother I didn't have but it's okay because what I do have and the the fact that I've got the ability to see that my life is so awesome with my kids and they're not the burden that my dad has always thought that they were. They're not the disgusting disgusting burden that should have been dropped off at the state office, as he mentioned more times than I can remember or count. <laughs> like I said in the episode about my brother, you can choose your friends but not your family. It, I can choose the people I have as an example for my kids to see. And they're only allowed to spend time with people who set a good example, people who have their best interests, people who who are good fathers. So that's who they see as fathers. They are not around their own father. It's a terrible example of a human being, (laughs) let alone a father. They're not allowed around my father. They're not allowed around my brother. Those are not good examples of humans. And again, let alone fathers or family figures. And that's a beautiful thing for me to have gotten out of my family is, all right, we can't choose our family, but we can certainly choose, I can certainly choose to be way far away from them and have nothing to do with them so that my kids can be around people who show them the right way. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my special edition host, Mr. Sandler Chase, who will talk all about Father's Day and our annual tradition of me turning in to Nick for the day. Hi guys, we I'm back on the episode of... It's all about fathers. It's all about Father's Day, and I'm the host of special edition, and that's my dad, Nick. How you doing? Every year, Sandler and I and Bootsy get together and celebrate Father's Day, and I'm Nick. I serve as both, don't you think? All right, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you think about fathers and li- what you think about me as a father as I, well. I like you because you, you skateboard and you're really good at everything. Everything? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Thanks. I love you, Dad. I love you too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've met my dad before. You met my dad before. I have too. met your dad. You're right. And Sandler? What does Father's Day mean to you? Uh, I want to spend some quality time with my dad in a one-on-one time. 
Okay, your dad being... You. Oh, me. Right, because yeah. I, I am your dad during Father's Day because mm-hmm. I turn into... Nick. That's right. Again, for those of you who can't see me, who are, if you're listening and tuning in on Spotify or Apple, you can't see that I'm currently wearing a Be- very... Beal. A beard. A very handsome beard. Itchy. Uh, it's not too itchy. It's a little warm. And then I have this nice gray with a little hair. Anyway, I turn into Nick. It's been our annual tradition so that no one feels like they're missing out on Father's Day for the last several years, right? I turn into Nick. And we have a totally awesome Father's Day, I think. But tell me what... What you think about what? Do, what should fathers be? What do you think fathers should be? Nice. Mhm. Grateful. Mhm. And caring. I th- I agree. I kind of wish I'd gotten a nice, caring and grateful father. Me too. But we didn't. No, my dad is shit. So. <laughs> he is. So, and your dad too. That is fair enough, but we got each other. Yeah. And so once a year, and sometimes I do it just for fun. I dress up as Nick, the non-shit show father. Yeah, shit show father. The non-shit show father. (laughs) And that works out pretty well, right? Uh Uh-huh. Because Uh, you, um, I like you because you can skateboard. Right? And you could drop in the skateboard. Oh, yeah. My my other father, who, who carried her funny, and she, he named Nick, and she could drop in on a skateboard. Yeah, I just learned how to do that. It's so sick. It is sick. Thank you. I feel really excited about that, and I appreciated that you were there with me, and mm-hmm. you were proud of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Now... You've met my father before. Mm-hmm. You met my yucky father. Yeah. We didn't do great in the father department. No, but we got each other. We got each other. And that really is all that matters, don't you think? Uh-huh. And sometimes... You, uh, go ahead. Do you like being my, 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 your son? Oh, I do. I like being your mom. I love being your mom. You, and you, I love being your dad And do you like, when I need to step in as a dad. Do you like being my teacher? Oh, I like being your teacher, you my too. Home. Um, um, we do life school together. We do life school. And one of the things we've learned in life school is that you can choose your friends, but not your family. Yes. So, yes. since we didn't get to choose our dads. But we get to choose our family, not friends. But since we didn't, neither one of us got a chance to choose our fathers, mm-hmm. we do the best we can, mm-hmm. which is we make do. So, on Father's Day, we like to celebrate. And what it, what it. What do you think are what are our what are our plans for Father's Day? Um, skateboard. Okay, we're gonna skateboard. Can I not wear the beard though? Oh yeah, you don't have to. Or do you want me to? Uh, no, think it would be good if you don't have your beard. Okay, that would be okay because it's kind of warm. Yeah, very embarrassing. And it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's not that embarrassing. I look kind of good as I know, a father. But, I know, but I you you can motivate it at home. Oh, I should just wear it at yes. home. No. But last year I wore it to the beach. You know, oh yeah, but not if, like years ago. So well, like this, one year ago. Yeah, one year ago. But this time you want to keep it in the house. Okay, we'll keep it inside so you okay. don't get embarrassed. Yeah. I think I'm a handsome fella. Me too. All right. All right. Is there anything else you want to say about Father's Day? 
because it's coming up. It's right around the corner. It's in uh, a couple of days. I do. Okay. And thank you and happy Father Day to all the great and wonderfully and caring dad and and the kids. You got turned out. You your daughter and son turned out wonderfully. That you got great parents. And yeah, and thank you for hanging out with your dad. You got dad or a rad dad, a rad dad or dope dad. And if you didn't get a rad dad or well, a dope just, dad, you just, know what? Just make the best of it. And go if you sad or angry or mad. Just call your friend and go skating. Yeah, oh, borrow their dad. Yeah, borrow their dad. Oh, sh- or hang out with their dad for for about. Share a dad. Share a dad. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. And all of us, dad, are awesome, caring, nice, and funny. Oh, yeah, that's a good trait for a dad to have. What else do we want to say? How do we want to close this up? Don't have a good day. Have a dope day. And happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Nick. Thanks, Sandler. Also, tune in next week. It's a whole entire episode about aging. That sounds kind of exciting, doesn't it? Aging. Getting I, older. I think I would keep that on you. Do you know what aging means? Yes, get older. That's right. Older and usually a little bit wiser. Mm-hmm. Please, what can everybody do? Like, follow, and share. Like, follow, follow and share, share, and subscribe. Please, if you go on to adultchicken.com, you can find a donation button. All donations are very much appreciated. They go to independently running my mouth and this podcast. And any donation, $100 and over, what will they get, Sandler? A trucker hat. A trucker hat, like the one I'm wearing. You can find, you can Google Seagull. Oh, yes, my sponsor, the person who makes my adult chicken trucker hats, is my sponsor, Seagull. S-E-A, gal. Please check her out online. It's a great company. And like, follow, share, subscribe. Where can they find me, Sandler? On Spotify. Spotify. Spotify Apple Podcast. At Adult Chicken. Adult Chicken. Instagram. Under Adult Chicken. Adult underscore Chicken. And YouTube. YouTube. And Apple Podcast. And AdultChicken.com. Thank you and have a safe, wonderful, and don't fall today.